720 WGN. Good evening. John Landecker until 10 o'clock tonight. Woohoo! <laughs> right now, 10 after 7. Let's get right to it because it's the news about dogs and we've got the expert, Steve Dale. Hello, Steve. How are you this evening? As God is my witness, <laughs> I could have sworn that's one of the classic scenes. I still laugh yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah, and, that is... and you know what they do call a turkey the day after Thanksgiving? Leftovers? True and lucky. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, one that still ha- is breathing? Yeah. I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, hey, I'm, I don't claim to be a John Williams. I'm not that good. Uh, so, I could talk about a lot of things, but I think what's on uh, the mind of dog owners the most—it's been in the news and the national news—is this mm-hmm. something, this virus or bacterial infection. We don't know what it is for sure. That's been going around, and it's happening in Chicago. It's happening in the state of Illinois. Uh, it's happening all over the country, almost every single state. And if it hasn't hit that state yet, it will. Canada's celebrating. It's not here, but they know it will be. Uh, so what? What? what is this? Uh, it's a respiratory infection of some kind. Uh, one of the main signs is that dogs cough. They run uh, typically a low-grade fever, but they run some sort of fever. They don't feel like eating. They just feel lousy. Uh, and sometimes um, there's a discharge from their nose. Uh, if any of those things or a combination of those things occur, do see your veterinarian because there is a mysterious virus or bacterial infection. It could be uh, a new uh, dog flu that's out there. Just like we have various dog flus, uh, this could be a uh, new form of dog flu. Uh, did I just say just like we have various dog flus? <laughs> yeah, we don't but get that's okay. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, it's not I, okay. But you know I what I meant. I uh, wasn't going to point it out, but go ahead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Very You're kind. welcome. Oh uh, no. But, but just as uh, the vaccines change all the time for us uh, for flu, because there are so many strains in dogs, there's only two uh, identified. So far in America, maybe this is a third, but maybe it's something else. We have no idea, except it's upper respiratory, except upper respiratory, uh, upper respiratory, upper respiratory infections uh, are generally in, infectious. So uh, if it is an upper respiratory infection, as people think, viral or bacterial, probably Staying away from other dogs is actually a good idea. Not going to doggy daycare is a good idea. Uh, not going uh, to the boarding facility. This is all tough because we have the holiday right around the corner mm-hmm. where people are boarding yeah. their dogs. And, and this, is, this is a tough thing for me to say, but if it were my dog, I'd find a pet sitter, more expensive, I know, uh, responsible pet sitter, also hard to find, uh, but I would find someone uh, that could stay in my house or bring your dog to uh, a home with just one other healthy dog and uh, tell that owner for the dog's own sake, that dog shouldn't be going to dog parks. That dog should not be social with other dogs until all of this is figured out, which it will be at some point. So I'll just I'll just blurt out these questions that are in my mind, although they mm-hmm. may be, the answers may be obvious. How does a dog catch a virus? Is that from another dog? Is it from some other source? Where does all this begin? Well, typically, it is the same way we get 
sick. So if an, an infectious virus that we get would be from another person, yeah. and this would be from another dog. If it is a new strain of dog flu, uh, definitely it's from other dogs. I mean, that's how the dog flu is spread, just like our own human flu is spread. By the way, there's no evidence that whatever is going on with these dogs uh, is contagious to people. There's zero evidence of that. And for what it's worth, there's zero evidence that's contagious to cats or any other pet in the household hmm. as well. But certainly is being spread from dog to dog, but we don't know how. And we don't know what's being spread exactly. We do know the antibiotics aren't doing much and in some cases aren't doing anything. So that lends one to think uh, this could be fungal. Based on the signs or symptoms, that seems somewhat unlikely. So it might well be viral, but I mean, is it is it maybe non-responsive to antibiotics? Uh, and it is a bacterial infection that is just non-responsive to antibiotics. And so if that's the case, that's kind of scary. So say your dog has this virus, and you go to the vet. What what can the vet do? I mean, if there aren't any vaccines or antibiotics that seem to be working so far. What's left? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a very good question. And by the way, I haven't said this, um, but dogs are dying. I mean, this Mm. isn't only sickening dogs. Some dogs are dying of this. Um, To answer your question directly, uh, the veterinarians are doing the best they can taking a stab at this. So they are prescribing antibiotics. Uh, Those antibiotics seem to have little or no effect. And either the dogs get better or or they don't. They're getting... Mm. Uh, additional care for the ones that are very sick. They they may be getting subcutaneous fluids. Uh, they may be getting other supportive care to help them to kind of get over the hump. Wow. Steve Dale, we'll do more with him when we come back on 720 WGN. Let's get to Thanksgiving and, well, let's say five te- uh, tips from you. Sure. Pet expert to uh, keep pets safe during the thanks during a Thanksgiving day. All right, let's see one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Uh, so we all think that our dog's such a good dog or cat, and they're not going to dive into the trash to get that turkey or ham that you've tossed the bones and tossed whatever it is you don't want. What is that big piece in the middle of the turkey call that you eventually throw out? There's I don't a know. name for that. A sternum I don't know either, or something? But, I don't know. The middle of the turkey? Uh, the turkey slope? Something? Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. The but Hackney Diamond? I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> whatever that's called, the the middle oh. earth of the turkey, uh, <laughs> when when it's tossed, you know, we think that our dog or cat, I mean, is such a good boy, such a good boy, they're not going to do that. But you know what? At some point in time for some pets, Aroma overtakes everything, and they do dive in. And uh, the fat or skin from a turkey or ham can cause pancreatitis, which is an inflammation of the pancreas, which may take days or weeks or even longer for a dog to recover. And some dogs actually never do recover. So this is something that, if you can, should absolutely be avoided. Also, as you've heard me and many others over the years talk about, those bones, the, the mm. turkey bones, uh, that, that can cause an obstruction, which can create the need for a surgery. So that's number one. Number two, please, 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 somebody stop Aunt Ethel and Uncle Fred from offering, oh, just a little piece, just a little piece, just a little piece. And before long, that 
12-pound cat or 30-pound dog is getting the equivalent of three slices of turkey or ham. And that's way too much for a very small animal. The truth of the matter is, for most, he says most, not all, but most, dogs or cats, a little bit of turkey white meat is just fine. It's no, but, but it's got to be just a little bit. That's it. One and done, over and out. That's all. However, and a little bit of sweet potato without the margarine or butter is actually healthy a little bit for our pets. I mean, all of that is okay. The problem is we tend to overdo it because we love them so much and or everyone around the table is joining in at giving the pets something to eat. And, of course, number one, two, three would be to be careful about what they eat. Uh, Chocolate, I think most people know at this point, not a good idea. Onions, not a good idea. Macadamia nuts, do you serve that at Thanksgiving? Not a good idea. Raisins, that could be in a dessert. That is an awful idea. And speaking of desserts, anything with an artificial sweetener called xylitol, that you're in trouble. Uh, Because very quickly, very quickly, a pet can succumb go into kidney failure, just like that. So we use these artificial sweeteners all the time in everything from chewing gum to brownies that might be made for the holidays. Uh, However, while it doesn't do us, as far as I know, any extreme harm, it is toxic to pets. Uh, Number four is we want the house to smell nice, maybe, and you put some potpourri out. Uh, And that is a big problem for pet birds. Uh, That scent or any scent wafting into the air uh, can be very dangerous for sensitive respiratory systems, which pet birds have. Candles, of course, same thing, but also can be knocked over. So be careful about those scents you put into the air. And finally, Thanksgiving Day dinner for dogs or cats. Do it. I mean, if you want to give your pet a Thanksgiving Day dinner, I just learned about an option. Merrick Pet Foods actually has, it's in a can, one for dogs, one for cats, and it's called Thanksgiving Day Dinner. And it's created for pets. So that's absolutely safe, easy to do. You just open up the can, and mm-hmm. most, most pets, to my knowledge, go crazy for what is in there. And as I said, it's perfectly safe. Well, that sounds like somebody in the marketing department got a great idea. You know what we're going to do? We're uh-huh. going to put a label on this can, and we're going to say it's Thanksgiving dinner for dogs. You know, basically it's what we got already in the can, but a little marketing will go a long way because the, the dog doesn't know it's Thanksgiving. The dog just knows, well, hey, there's food. And, you know, we mentioned the thing with people feeding the dog from the table. There's another ingredient in that, and that is the woeful begging mm-hmm. eyes of the, of the animal who's, you know, sitting like a good boy or girl should, looking woefully up at you, you know, with those begging eyes, just please, uh, you know, one little smidgen of whatever you got there. Could could you do a pet a, a solid? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they know what they're doing, I think, sometimes in trying to get us uh, on their side, if you will. Oh, I absolutely agree. And what... What the guests are doing, I totally agree with you, is they're actually either being trained by the cat, cats are really good at this, or dog, uh, to 
say, okay, now on, I'm going to beg at the table. So Thanksgiving is over. Day after Thanksgiving, you're having leftovers. And that dog that never or cat begged at the table before is now begging at the table. So now you have a behavior problem because your guest said, I am going to feed you from the table. So while understanding that they love your four-legged furry family members, uh, it's, it's not a good idea. Wow. Well, there you have some helpful hints, hopefully, for keeping your pets safe during uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I just wanted to bring up one thing more while we've got the time, and it's a personal sure. question. Okay, so I've, oh. got this, I've got this dog. He's a great dog. He's very friendly. If anyone or anything approaches the front of the house, he goes berserk. For instance, let's say uh, an Amazon delivery truck pulls up to our driveway. This dog will go out of his mind. But if I'm walking the dog around the neighborhood and we come upon the very same truck, he could care less. There's no reaction whatsoever. What's up with that? Is it just he's territorial? Maybe. So it could be something called barrier aggression. Uh, so when there's a barrier, a fence, or in this case, a window, that yeah. prevents the dog from actually getting to whatever it is that the dog might even be happy to see, given the opportunity, uh, dogs will bark in some cases. The other possibility, uh, which is awfully common, is the dog has learned when I bark, the person goes away. <laughs> and the truck goes away. So, so what happens is the 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 mail carrier or yeah. UPS delivery person comes yeah. and drops off the package. In the meantime, he's walking up your steps, and the dog's going, "I'll recreate what happened here." Just like that, mm-hmm. and it's a happy bark or a not happy bark. It doesn't matter. And the dog then, oh my God, I've done my job because he drops off his package. He goes away. He doesn't know the guy's going to go or the woman's going to go away anyway, but. He says, oh, yes, I deserve a raise uh, from yeah. Dr. Landecker because I've done my job. I get that part. But, you know, I, it strikes me as not odd, but interesting that you run into the same truck, the same people in a different setting, and the dog just doesn't could care less, you know. Right. Wouldn't you, wouldn't yeah, you give so him the time that, of day? Be, sure. So it could be the glass window mm. that's there that is the barrier as one possibility as well. Or some dogs just like to bark. It's fun <laughs> to do. I mean, really, it's as simple as that. It's self-rewarding, just like for radio hosts who like to talk. It is self-rewarding, right? <laughs> hey, and, John, and can I pop a question in yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got, yeah, yeah. Go Steve, ahead. Steve Ruxin in the newsroom. How are yes, you? Yes, you are. I, I have a question. You talked about animals skulking around looking for food from the dinner table we have two cats constantly beg while we eat and then about eh, 45 minutes later they barf so <laughs> why why do they want that food if they're just gonna chuck it up <laughs> you're giving them too much credit I they're think. not learning well no they don't they you know so some cats and dogs do learn that way. So green beans can be Not a safe food for cats or dogs. And I'm bringing that up as an example because if, uh, for whatever reason, your cat scarfs down a green bean and then it comes up right Maybe back up in a half hour. The, 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 some cats or dogs will learn, oh, my gosh, and in fact do what a lot of people do, then never eat green beans again. However, 
most cats or dogs are overcome by the positive aroma of whatever it is. And they don't necessarily think like we think. And therefore, they don't think, okay, if I do this, this is going to happen. So they don't necessarily, some do, but most don't make that connection. And they're overcome by the aroma. Of yeah, food. they, they just anything. can't help themselves. Anything. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Steve Dale, once again, contributing everything we need to know about the animals.